You're listening to the Ableton and Music Habits Podcast, episode 41. Welcome to the Ableton and Music Habits Podcast, actionable music production tips to take your music to the next level. And now, your host, Jason Timothy. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, Today, we are getting into your fear of sucking. And a lot of what I'm going to say today is probably going to be triggering for some of you, and that is totally okay. I hope that you are open to being triggered as a way to reevaluate some of your current beliefs. The only way we can really grow is to recognize where we are getting creatively triggered, and that way we can try to explore whether our current belief systems are true or false or rather if your current belief systems are assisting you with your creativity or hindering you. So let's go ahead and get into it. Your fear of sucking is probably why you might be sucking at making music. I know that sounds pretty harsh, but hear me out. Over the last 20 years, I've coached thousands of people on their music making. Having coached people from a wide variety of backgrounds and styles, I've found many commonalities in their habits, belief systems, and challenges. Breaking through these mental barriers can trigger a lot of people in a lot of ways. The brain and ego will fight to hold on to belief systems that ultimately don't serve them. I get a lot of pushback on the philosophies I teach around music production, and I totally get why. They put a lot of effort into their approach. How can less effort and a narrower focus give you better results? Doesn't it make sense that more effort, more information, more tools, more knowledge is a path to better results? Look, we're artists, not lawyers, rocket scientists, or brain surgeons. We choose a platform with far fewer rules. We allow mistakes and happy accidents to inspire new ideas and ways of thinking. We recognize foundations and the process of creating where we embrace that art is ultimately whatever we choose it to be. And that scares the shit out of some of us. What if we try something new and it sucks? What if other people hate it? How can I be an authority on my art when I'm not a pro or if I'm an absolute beginner? I think you might be missing something really important here. There's absolute beauty in not knowing how to do something you have an interest or passion for. Having no rules or guidance is a type of freedom that we should greatly value. Of course, that can only take us so far, but you never want to lose that curiosity. You never want to stop trying things that might give you terrible results. Many of the best things in music happen when someone either breaks the rules or doesn't know them. Do your best to always keep a beginner's mind when creating. The act of not knowing and then making a new discovery is an absolute gift. Even if that discovery is trivial to an expert, the fact that you see magic in it will inject something fresh into an old idea. Then again, who knows, you might discover something that is so far outside the traditional rules that nobody's really tapped into it. So let's go ahead and address some topics that many aspiring producers get stuck on. Hopefully this will help shift your way of thinking or framing the way you're currently seeing things. So you might ask, if I know nothing, how am I expected to just get started or accomplish anything remotely decent? And that's a totally fair question. 
If you're starting with zero experience in making music, even the basics can seem extremely overwhelming. I'm not suggesting that you don't need some basic understanding to get started. I'm only suggesting that when you stare at your DAW, you start asking yourself some questions before you scour the internet. For example, what are you currently aware of that you want to do? Maybe that's, I wanna start a damn song, and that, that's fair enough. So let's break it down. Are you wanting to record a physical instrument into your computer? Are you wanting to record a virtual instrument? Do you wanna try working with samples and loops? When you break down what you want to do more specifically, new questions arise. Some of these might be, how do I record my guitar or voice into my computer? How do I import audio samples and loops into my software? How do I get my loops to stay in time with the rest of my song? How do I record a track using a virtual VST synth? What is a VST? How do I correct wrong notes or timing issues of things that I recorded? My point is that by sitting down in front of your DAW and asking better questions, you'll have a much better idea of what information is the most important to you right now. This will keep you from getting lost in a YouTube rabbit hole. This is why I suggest setting a timer before you search information. When the timer goes off, go back into your DAW and implement what you've learned immediately. If you find a hiccup in your ability to implement what you learned, you'll discover a new question you previously didn't know to ask. I'm not saying information is bad. I am saying that information that is not immediately useful is largely a waste of your time if your goal is to finish songs. So let's talk a little bit about the one perfect song syndrome. Many aspiring producers I've run into get so obsessed with making one perfect song that they overwork a song and then lose that spark that excited them in the first place. It's much better to call a song done when you push the song to the limits of your current skill level. I get a good amount of grief from those who think working on a higher quantity of songs means they should accept their results to be just garbage. The truth is everyone's first songs are going to be garbage compared to what you will be capable of down the road. Remember, finishing doesn't mean sharing or releasing. It also doesn't mean the song can't be revisited and touched up. The benefit of quantity is that you run up against similar but new challenges and your brain starts to connect dots that wouldn't have been possible by obsessing over one single song. I tend to find that every five to 10 songs I create, I make a discovery that can benefit most of my previously finished songs. This means knowledge you gained from writing and finishing your 10th song will bring all your previous songs up to a new level. Personally, I prefer to finish 10 imperfect songs than to struggle endlessly with one song that you'll never gain enough experience to perfect. The added benefit is that in your pursuit of creating a lot of music, you have a much better chance at crossing paths with your current idea of perfection. As with all art though, you'll never stop recognizing and aiming for new levels of perfection. It never ends and there's beauty in that. There's actually a scientific uh, experiment on quantity versus quality that I found pretty accurate from my experiences coaching loads of producers. So I'll go ahead and share the story. So there was a ceramics teacher that announced on opening day that he was dividing the class into two groups. All of those on the left side of the studio, he said, would be graded solely on the quantity of work they produced. 
all of those on the right solely on the quality. His procedure was simple. On the final day of class, he would bring in his bathroom scales and weigh the work of the quantity group, 50 pounds of pots rated an A, 40 pounds a B, and so on. Those graded on quality, however, needed to produce only one pot, albeit a perfect one, to get an A. Well, come grading time, a curious fact emerged. The works of the highest quality were all produced by the group being graded for quantity. It seems that while the quantity group was busily churning out piles of work and learning from their mistakes, the quality group had sat theorizing about perfection and in the end had little more to show for their efforts than grandiose theories and a pile of dead clay. So that should be something for you to think about. A lot of people kind of hold this belief that the more you simplify, the shittier your work becomes. But that's a myth that has really been debunked. But this one triggers a lot of people. I get a lot of, yeah, that's great if you want to make shitty cookie cutter crap music. That said, the results I've seen for myself and others are quite the opposite. There's a ton of creative variety and the hook or theme of the song isn't convoluted with the unnecessary. Just for the sake of trying to impress yourself and others with something overly technical that ultimately doesn't benefit the song. There's certainly something to be said about complexity when done correctly but most memorable songs that give you an emotional response are not very complicated. And the ones that are complicated tend to be crafted in a way that make them sound deceivingly less complicated and more palatable. At the end of the day, most producing is gonna be using cut, copy, paste, duplicate, and delete. You can do a lot with these simple commands. The need to always know more will entertain your brain and ego, but won't necessarily translate to you making better music. Another thing about complex things is that they are always built from smaller, simple pieces. By understanding the simple things more deeply, it'll be much easier to create complex sounds that work really well. I know it's easy to get angry that all the hard work you put into attempting complex things is most likely never going to give you the results you want. There's a time and place for these things, but just like special effects in a movie, they're pointless without a good foundation. Another big trigger for people is the input versus output philosophy. When it comes to creativity, input and output are a balancing act. Since everything you create comes from outside experiences filtered through you in your own unique way, there's an absolute need for some input and inspiration. The problem is when your sources of input replace your desire to create things and put them out into the world. At that point, pulling too much information in without doing something with it becomes artistically counterproductive. A lot of producers get triggered when I tell them to stop collecting information and just start working consistently. Producers, like most humans, are addicted to consuming, and it's really uncomfortable to accept that it's a habit that will crush your productivity if you're not careful. Nobody's saying that you have to live in isolation like a monk, and although that might inspire some people, most of us have a need to connect and explore. Then again, sometimes we just need our brains to unwind with some mindless entertainment. There's nothing wrong with that either. As John Lennon once said, time you enjoy wasting was not wasted. The problem is when you start telling yourself that you have no time to do creative work, and yet you spend seven hours or more a day on the internet, the time is there, and for most of you, you're simply procrastinating because you're afraid your time might feel like a waste 
if you aren't happy with the results. I think you need to reframe this way of thinking and go in with the attitude that you're gonna sit down and suck at something until some accidental spark of creative inspiration hits you. And if that doesn't happen, celebrate the fact that you sat down, did your art, and discovered something new that didn't work. Because every failure is a lesson that gets you closer to success. So learn to enjoy the process without expectations and you might discover that you exceed them more often than you might expect. Another big trigger for people is when I tell them to use fewer tools. This one really seems to piss people off. When I suggest you have enough right now to make music, people's brains explode. People don't like to be told that the problem with their music making has very little to do with how much gear you have. For many, gear accumulation is a form of procrastination, so just don't fall for it. There, of course, are gonna be some tools you're more drawn to than others, but you should think of it like a live band. Each member of the band has a limited amount of gear that they make do with. The bass player and guitar player mainly use the same guitar and effects for most of their songs. Sure, there's occasions when they have a second or third instrument, but even with that, it's a limited palette of tools that they get to know really well. For example, the drummer has one drum kit, maybe a second snare or some other tools to switch out on occasion, but I think you get the point. The limitations give the band their sound, and this can absolutely apply to electronic music producers as well. It's much better to choose from a limited amount of tools than just think, great, time to stop searching for more stuff and just learn the ones I have inside and out. Just because you can have a million tools doesn't mean you should. Yes, a new tool can give you spurts of inspiration without a doubt, but I'm certain you realize that even the new tools eventually stop being used and you start looking for the next thing that is finally gonna make you a great producer. And I'm here to tell you, that's largely a dead end. Make music with what you've got. Once you have the essentials, stop accumulating and start creating something. You are the most needed instrument. Everything else is just a tool to express what's inside you. Over time, when you do add tools, you'll already have the habit of finishing your work dialed in. So new equipment won't become a crutch that keeps you from creating. It will actually be an enhancement. Eventually, there are certain pieces of gear that you will be drawn to, while others you might feel less of a connection to. It's also a good idea to reevaluate your go-to synths, tools, samples, and plugins about every six months. This will help you keep things focused so you don't get overloaded with choosing what you use on a particular track. The next one that really seems to trip people up is my suggestion that you start before you're ready. When it comes to doing creative work, there's no such thing as ready. No matter how long you postpone getting started, you will still not feel ready. Because of this, you need to flip the script on yourself and choose to start before you feel ready. The best time to do that is now. There is of course a bit of preparation that you should plan for, like having your computer and studio relatively organized and working. You should have given yourself a basic understanding of your DAW, instruments, and tools that you plan to use. You'll also inevitably run into things that trip you up or slow you down during the process, especially in the beginning. It's gonna happen, so just accept it. When you keep pushing through, though, a path will be laid out and you will realize you currently have all you need to get to work. Less choices makes you both more creative and more productive. The same goes for seeking a coach to help you to your goals much more quickly while avoiding common challenges that can trip people up for years. No matter where you're at with your music making, from absolute beginner to intermediate, it is never too soon 
to get guidance. Postponing this is another procrastination tactic driven by your fear that you're not coachable or that you aren't worth the investment. So keep an eye on your inner critic as it will almost always give you a reason to postpone committing to something new. If you can't take yourself seriously as an artist, no one else will either. Own where you are proudly and consistently work your way forward. So here's something that you really need to recognize. Most of what you're concerned about is only relevant once you're already finishing songs. I get a lot of people who ask me, how can I focus on finishing music when I don't have enough information to even get started? And this is another fair question, but it's a bit misguided. I get that you think focusing on finishing music is like putting the cart before the horse. The interesting thing though is that by not preparing and just getting started, the brick walls that you're going to come up against are the correct things you actually need answers to. When you overprepare, you'll always discover some new technique that you're convinced you need to master before you get started on your track. It's much better to sit down and work with however little you know. And when you come up against an issue, stop and write down what you think the problem is. Then take a little bit of time to consider how you might solve the problem yourself with your limited knowledge. And only then, once you feel tapped out on your answers, go ahead and set a timer for 15 minutes and search for the solution. Giving yourself a time limit, you'll be surprised how fast you can come up with a solution. So when the timer goes off, apply what you learn until you run into your next challenge. Now in the beginning, this is gonna be really frustrating because it may seem like you're starting and stopping a whole lot. And this is totally fine. What you need to realize is that you are actually making progress and teaching yourself what's actually important as you go. And this is much more efficient than scouring videos endlessly until you think you've accumulated enough information. Because the truth is, you're likely never gonna feel like you have enough information. I certainly haven't felt that way, and I've been doing this for 30 years. So if any of this triggers you personally, you may wanna ask yourself, what are your real goals with music? Do you only want to do the fun aspects of music making? Are you more interested in making cool sounds and samples instead of finished songs? Are you more interested in impressing yourself and others with your technical skills? I mean, there's no shame in any of these options as long as you're honest with yourself about your real goal. That said, if finishing songs is your top priority, try on this philosophy for a bit and see if things improve for you. From my experience in coaching aspiring producers, I think you'll actually be pleasantly surprised by your results. So I really hope you get something out of this and have a fantastic day. Speak soon. Hey guys, thanks again for listening to the podcast. Make sure to subscribe and share this with your friends. Any producers that you know out there that could use this sort of information, obviously that helps me greatly. It helps me build this channel. Also, don't forget that you can read my best-selling book, The Mental Game of Electronic Music Production, for free by going to musicsoftwaretraining.com forward slash the mental game. You'll also get my song recovery kit and my 101 Ableton Tips video totally free. If you'd like to connect with me more directly to see how I might be able to help you personally, you can schedule a free 15-minute session with me by going to musicsoftwaretraining.com forward slash application and answering a few quick questions. Happy music making, and I'll speak to you real soon.